0: Eight months down, four to go. It's September 1, 2020, and time for another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from a patron who wants to say, Vote! That's it. Just vote. Vote early. Take your friends to vote early. Vote in person. Vote early. Did I already mention that? I think he did. There have been another 1,021 cases of COVID-19 reported by the Virginia Department of Health today for a cumulative total of 121,615. There have been another 32 deaths recorded for a total of 2,612 to date. The statewide seven-day average for positive tests increased to 7.7% today, up from 7.4% yesterday. In the Thomas Jefferson Health District, there are another 15 cases and no new deaths reported today. The seven-day average for positive tests in the Thomas Jefferson Health District was at 6.6 for a second consecutive day. The University of Virginia reports another eight cases of COVID-19 today, with six of those being students. That brings the total number of cases since August 17th to 123, with 89 of those students. UVA returns for in-person classes a week from now on September 8th. With the pandemic entering its sixth month, thousands of Virginians face eviction as the economic slowdown has put so many out of work. Governor Ralph Northam yesterday announced a $4 million payment to the Legal Services Corporation of Virginia to hire more attorneys to represent those who will end up in court to challenge eviction notices. A moratorium on evictions expired on June 28th and was reinstated in August. That now runs out again on September 7th. In the meantime, there are a lot of pending cases. 10,000 eviction cases were docketed in Virginia courts from mid-July through August. 10,000. The Virginia Poverty Law Center estimates some 230,000 eviction cases could be filed through the end of this year. More than a million Virginians have filed for unemployment benefits since the pandemic began. The Northam administration has created a rent and mortgage relief program using CARES Act money that has $50 million in funding, including $450,000 for the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission localities. Still, many of the eviction cases will proceed, and Northam said hiring more attorneys can help affected households navigate the process. Legal aid makes a real difference if you're facing eviction. In fact, when legal aid attorneys represent people in eviction proceedings, 72% have successful outcomes. The $4 million payment consists of a $2 million payment from IKEA for unemployment benefits its employees received from the state when stores were shut down in the early days of the pandemic. The other half comes from the proceeds of taxes on skills machines in Virginia. Local sales tax collections are up sharper this year in the communities that surround Albemarle and Charlottesville, but the city's revenues have declined. That's one conclusion drawn from the Free Enterprise Forum's Retail Report for the second quarter of 2020. Forum President Neil Williamson and former Chamber of Commerce President Tim Holbert analyzed data collected from each community and found that local sales tax revenues increased by 18.5% in Fluvanna, 18.5% in Green, and 24.3% in Louisa. Albemarle collected 1% more than in the second quarter of 2019, and Charlottesville sales tax collection was 11.6% less this year over last year. The report states that one factor is a reduction in people commuting to Charlottesville and spending money instead in their home communities – Another is dramatically fewer people in Charlottesville, as a result of the closure of the University of Virginia in March. In nine days, the Charlottesville Business Innovation Council will finally hold its annual awards gala for 2020, just three months after the pandemic caused the May event to be canceled. Each year, the CBIC Gala honors tech companies and innovators in the community, and this year's event will be a little different. The gala will be held electronically, but not on a regular Zoom call. Instead, participants will be seated at a virtual table and can interact and network with their seatmates. Heidi Toombs is the co-chair of the CBEC Gala. We were really looking to capture some elements of the gala that um, our attendees have given us great feedback about in the past, and Two of those essential elements are connecting with our local innovators through Innovators Row, being a really core part of what makes the Gala great, and um, being able to network and meet people, whether you're looking for your next job opportunity or looking for investors, or just to connect with other people in, uh, in a similar industry who can, who can help you make your way. Awards include Business of the Year, Partnership of the Year, and the Social Good Award, Review the finalists on the CBIC Gala website. This year's event is open to admission on a pay-as-you-can basis. The event takes place on September 10th, beginning at 7 p.m. There are three meetings of note coming up today that might be of interest. The first is the Albemarle Board of Zoning Appeals, which has a routine public hearing on a sign for three new buildings coming to Pantops at the corner of U.S. 250 and Route 20. As a reminder, these are Wawa a self-storage unit, and a 122-room hotel. That meeting begins at 2 o'clock. Next, the Albemarle Planning Commission will hold a work session on Crozet's future land use map and specifically will have a discussion about what is known as middle-missing housing. That refers to structures with multiple residential units such as duplexes, fourplexes, and other forms. According to materials handed out to the Crozet Community Advisory Committee earlier this year, they are referred to as missing because they have been typically prohibited from being constructed by zoning ordinance across the United States. That discussion will take place after 6 p.m. tonight. Finally, Charlottesville Mayor Nakia Walker will join Charlottesville Police Chief Rochelle Brackney on a new episode of Charlottesville 360, the city's in-house talk show. This conversation on policing in Charlottesville begins at 5.30 p.m. Before we conclude today, a couple of corrections. Yesterday, the newsletter reported the incorrect daily figure of new COVID cases for Virginia. The correct number was 847 reported yesterday. In addition, in the week ahead newsletter that went out on Sunday, I stated that a planned unit development project had already been approved, when in fact the item has not yet been scheduled for a public hearing before the planning commission and the city council. These items will be corrected in the archive. And that's it for today's edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I am well aware that I pronounced gala and gala the same way. I'm just gonna, you're just gonna have to live with that. That took a long time to record that part because I couldn't stop laughing. If you enjoyed this program, please consider a subscription through Substack or consider general support for the research that I do through Patreon. The audience is growing every day, and I'm hoping that we can continue to grow this community together. I'm Sean Tubbs, and thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more information.